Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality, sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinookie. We acknowledge the Satuna, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Did they ever come out and say what those things were? The Chinese spy balloon? Ah, we saw that one, but I mean the other ones, the one that No, was... I didn't, I don't think they did. And then <sighs> there was that weird metal sphere or something that yeah, washed man. up in Japan or something. Totally. I don't understand. There's some weird stuff. I was watching uh, some TikToks and I saw like the new photographs from the latest, that big tele photo thing they have in space oh yeah the james webb thing yeah or, yeah and it, uh, it's uh it's james webb right yep yeah i think that yeah yeah um but they had they took photos and i think it was a hunt it was galaxies 128 billion years ago or something Whoa. so they they believe it's the closest like like the oldest known photo of any universes so it's the furthest back in time we've been able to look yes. so far right? and there's like yeah. three or four red galaxies that yeah. are uh i think they what did they call them um like matured galaxies or something uh, okay yeah. that were like i guess close to the end of their time mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was really neat dude uh, that stuff's far i'm out, probably man. doing it a total disservice there but <laughs> no i i think i <laughs> I try to read about that stuff as often as I can, as often yeah. as I see stuff's going on, because it is so interesting, man. Like, oh, I find that stuff fascinating. Right? And I never to... did before, but... I know, me neither, man. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I always kind of thought it was interesting, of yeah. course. But I, I felt like it was such... I felt like it was the kind of knowledge that was just, like, too far away from a dumb guy like me to even be able to kind of get into. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. I know that, like, it's all about math, and it's all about this yeah. stuff, and... And of course, the idea of looking back in time just fucking breaks my brain, right? Like, I know, I know, absolutely. <laughs> so, but you know, with like YouTube and and all the different things that are out there yeah. now, like books, obviously books. Yeah. But like for a dumb guy like me, if yeah, yeah. you're not, if you don't have enough time to sit down and like open up like a book, just Audible books and stuff like that, that can really they've really helped me, like oh, kind yeah. of understand more about the universe that we live in. Absolutely. Um, which has also, honestly enough, like alleviated a lot of stress, like from, yeah. you know, um, pressure stress. Right. Like, because once it's, I don't know, I don't know why I never really conceived it when I was younger. <laughs> Again, back to the fact that I'm kind of a big dumb animal <laughs> um, and just trying to learn about this stuff because it, it uh, well, first of all, it's super interesting. Yeah. And I don't understand much of it. I yeah, just no. think like, 
like you were saying. I like the pictures. They're pretty. <laughs> the pictures are fantastic, right? And one yeah. of my favorite shots is that whoever took it, however long ago, whichever telescope it was that shows Earth just in that ring of like the sun beam, like oh, in the yeah, dust. Yeah. It's just kind of a piece of dust and a sunbeam. Like yep. that, I don't know what it did, but it, it kind of like, I guess just changed my brain a little bit. Cause it's like, oh yeah, that's right, dude. This is yeah. like really insignificant Yeah. in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. Well, what is, I guess, significant is what we do day to day. But even then at the end of the day, it's not significant, right? Like, no, no. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's um, that pressure, I don't know, if you ever felt it or not when you were growing up, but the pressure to do something um, somewhat sort of grandiose. Oh, yeah. Seemed to 100%. be kind of innate, yeah. right? And kind of our Yeah, nature. like you wanted to make your mark on history. Yeah, and, man. Like, yeah. And, and then as I get older, I realize, wow. Yeah. What a, what a real terrific bummer that must be for all those people who made their marks on history and are still dust. Well, yeah, like so many people are gone and yeah. nobody remembers them now. Yeah, right? I like, mean, how often do you talk about the people who invented, the, you know, crutches mm-hmm. for people with broken limbs? Like, mm-hmm. things like that where yeah. you think, oh, I did this great thing, yeah. and it changed people's lives. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, that's the impact. Is. You know? Maybe it's not about remembering. Maybe it's the it's the, yeah. the impact of the change it made or, 100%, or yeah. it made, right? Like, But again, like, it's well, it goes, okay if you don't, too. Right? Yeah. Like, it's okay if you're just... Because one of the things that came out of work this week was just how hard it is to be alive sometimes oh, yeah. for people, right? Like, hundred percent. Just how hard it is to get up in the morning and go to work yeah. when they don't want to, or when yeah. life just becomes too fucking hard to live. Right? Absolutely, man. Um, and yeah, what a what a, a, the incredible thing I think about human brains is that you could be right in there one day, mm. and then the next day completely different. Yeah completely not there where you're like oh i got hope and yeah. you know what i mean like and i've seen it so often with myself and others that <clears throat> it's like that's pretty cool right yeah that things change yeah know? absolutely but life is hard man oh yeah and i think like yeah you know it's... and i'm i'm i have a good life yeah and I, I i know it's hard so imagine folks who have a much more difficult starting point than myself right because i have lots of privilege right like yeah yeah so it changes things so Absolutely. how hard is it for someone who it's really hard for? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that kind of shit. That's the kind of shit I think about quite often is like, yeah. well, how, how is, in, in relation to my privilege, like, how am I approaching life, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes I just fall short, right, of, try, of yeah. using my privilege for, for good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I mean, every, you know, every, I mean, everybody struggles and things like that and, uh, you know, some struggles don't seem nearly as difficult as other struggles. Mm-hmm. But I, <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, if, like, to me, it's, you know, I, I guess this is where I get annoyed with, like, super positive, like, you just got to stay positive. You just got to think positive. And, <laughs> like, the whole, the secret, you know, think it and yeah. it shall manifest. Yeah. It, it, that might work for some people. And yeah. more power to you. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think the reality is, for me, I look at this whole thing as, like, a it's a marathon. Yeah. And so, you know, that, like, I think, okay, leave the world in a better way than mm-hmm. when, you le- when you came in, right? Yeah. But you don't have to do that every single day. Well, yeah, and, and you can't <laughs> all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, 
when you're going to work and you got to get your kids to this, you got to eat dinner, mm-hmm. and you got to get here and then do this and like survival matters. day to day to day. Yep. Yeah, you can't necessarily just go out and make these even yeah. little things, right? But yeah. over the course of 20, 30, 50 years, mm-hmm. 80 years, yeah, maybe you can, yeah. you know? And I think that that is a goal that's hard to keep in sight because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't know when you're going. You never do. I mean, it could be tomorrow. Yeah. So then you're, there's that pressure then, like you were saying, mm-hmm. to like, oh, I got to do something now. Yeah. And as everybody's like, live in the moment. I got to do it now. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is you almost have to plan for the marathon. And Well, yeah. And then not only is it a marathon, but it's also like a prize fight. So <laughs> exactly. you're, you're yeah. running with, for your life. While people are beating you with sticks. Yeah. You're running for your life while people are <laughs> literally whipping you with sticks as you run by them. Exactly. Right, and sometimes you have to slow down to block the sticks because it fucking hurts. Exactly, <laughs> and I think that's kind of life, right? Like yeah. I, but I, I think, and of course, uh, different state, different um, ideas or starting points of privilege do play a huge role in that. Like they play a huge role in the people that say things like that, mm-hmm. that that are able to. How much privilege do you have to have to be able to look at the world like all you have to do is think positive? Exactly right. Right. Like, what, what's your starting point? I'm yeah. not suggesting that positive thinking isn't helpful. No, no. Because obviously it is. Yeah. The difference between positive thinking and <clears throat> negative thinking has been proven. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. However, to tell someone who is constantly struggling to survive that all they need is a positive attitude. Yeah. I, I think that doesn't account for the privilege. For right? the, and the reality of life. And like, the reality of life that yeah. outside of my bubble. Right? Yeah. Because if I walked around saying that, man, that's not appropriate. Oh, because no. that it's not fair. No, not at all. Right? And and so, but of course, everyone has to approach this how they approach it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really, I'm not throwing like stones at those folks. I just, no, no. I just see it for what I think it, it is. I yeah. think it's like when when I'm able to make something sound really easy, it's probably because it was really easy for me. Yeah. And why was it really easy for me? Because I have a lot of privilege. Yeah. Right? And and that could be many things. Like yeah. that could be maybe you have a better education, so you were able to do this thing easier. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, yeah. but that's a privilege, right? Or maybe so. my whole life I was reared by two parents who not only loved me, but loved yeah. humanity. Right? Yeah, exactly. How lucky am I? And right? not only did they love us, but they they had <clears throat> they had jobs. They had, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They, they had... Their own privilege. You had food. You had clothes. We had food, you went we to had school. We had everything yeah. we needed, man. Yeah. Everything. Um, well, yeah, everything we needed, and maybe we could have used more of a broad education, but that yeah. is neither here nor there, because yeah. coming from that, I was still afforded the privilege. And when I say I have privilege, it doesn't mean I don't work hard, because I feel oh, like sure. I work pretty hard. And you struggled, and you yeah. had. Yeah. And I struggled, and all that shit, but I do have an innate privilege. Yeah. Right. And then that is kind of the. I guess the, the point of contention with some of those like quick fix internet stuff, right? Is like, yeah, yeah. well, it doesn't take into account any of that, right? Exactly. And yeah. same with like the pop psychology on the internet. It doesn't yeah. take into account all of the things that we would have to take into account before like yeah. trying to develop, even develop a treatment plan with somebody. Exactly. Right? Like, and so yeah. when I see some of that stuff, it makes me a little cringy. Doesn't mean it's not right. Doesn't mean it's not needed. Just makes me a little cringy because I understand, and not everybody will, that there's more to it than that. Right? Exactly. And, and you need to, unfortunately, you need to do work. Yeah. You need to do the work to stay positive. Well, to and 
get your mind, force your mind sometimes out of that, like, yeah. oh, fuck. And then it's like, yeah. no, I got to stop. And I got to, like, I'm going to go right out of control if I do. You know, like, yep. so it, it, it's not just like, I think some people represent it, like, just sit around and be smiley and happy. Mm-hmm. And everything's rainbows. But I think yeah. the truth is, is even in that, you can take some, I guess, advice. So mm-hmm. if you can think of that in maybe a time when you're getting angry mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? I don't need to be angry about this. I, and yeah. you can, and it helps you do that. Maybe it's a good thing. But I, I, I find that so. a lot well, of times it helps it's, you. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of times it's kind of presented as pandering. But I, mm-hmm. I think there's a validity to a lot of things. It's just not the 100% going to fix everybody yeah. every moment. You know, and so it boils down again to just there's a lot of things out there. Mm-hmm. That might be one that works for some. And and this but, was... This, I was able to speak with a junior high group. Well, I guess it's a young high school group now. Okay. Um, the other day, and they asked me what I thought was the solution to everything, to this addiction problem. And I said, well, there isn't just one. I said, yeah. the way I've seen this work, and they asked, they asked what our agency does mm-hmm. and how we approach this. And I said, well, I try to approach it. We try to approach it as though each person is an individual and requires, like, effort and like thought to come up with how to best help them. Yeah. It's not the kind of agency where you walk in and I give you a prescription yeah, exactly. and I give you a form to fill out so that yeah. I can then put you in another category. Yeah. No, it's not what it's like. What it's like is I'll sit down with someone sometimes for a long time before we even start a treatment direction. Yeah. Right. Because the, the, I don't know people. And exactly. Yeah. It takes time to develop rapport and it takes time to see through people's like own patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Because they become so innate in in us that it's it can take some time for the person, the watcher, to kind of go, oh, ah, I see the pattern now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm able to address that with them because now there's like a consistent yeah. pattern. But how do you get that over time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Do you, is there, and I don't want to criticize any, you know, people. Oh, that I are don't doing criti- I'm not criticizing anybody, by no. the way. Like, I'm just saying. Is there a, is there a lots... way, though, that you can, like, or do you see people who get, like, uh, kind of almost lazy? Because there is patterns mm-hmm. and there's similarities. Yeah. But do you see a lot of, like, do you see, like, have you seen in the past, I guess, people who try to counsel others be like, oh, you did this? Okay, well, this is the treatment for you then, even though. I think I Based hear... on just what that. Yeah. Is similar to they've treated other people with that. So that's what, and yes. so it just gets easier for them to be like, okay, you got that. Okay, this, 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 and this, and they're done. Well, and I think that's one of the things <laughs> that pushed me in the direction of starting Freedom's Path was because yeah. what part of what I do is work with individuals and yeah. part of individual um, like counseling support is dealing with past stuff, which in yeah. some cases, many cases, um, of people who've been seeing, say, psychologists or psychiatrists from um, childhood, some of them mm-hmm. um, have never encountered a helping professional who gives who they feel. Don't get me wrong; I believe those other caregivers also give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Yes. I am not saying they don't, but to the client, if if when they leave, they don't feel like their caregiver gives a shit. What are they yeah. going to put into that? Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I know doctors and all that kind of stuff, they have their own bedside manner, and it's none of my business how they some operate. Some are good, some are bad. So, yeah, some yeah. are great, I'm sure. And um, But there is something that is pretty consistent from yeah. clients that I've worked with is that in some cases, government services are just like 
typical government services where they just simply fill out a check a checklist whether it's a doctor or not right a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. to a social worker to whatever it is that works for the government there's a checklist because the government Mm -hmm. requires a checklist yeah the government doesn't really require like results what it requires is like a very thorough paper trail yeah but not result oriented exactly right and or not necessarily result oriented I think we all, including the governments, whatever they might be at the time, are really not trying to hurt people. I don't think most of us are. I think what's happening is because we are all starting to understand there isn't just one way to address this thing. Mm -hmm. So now people were starting to panic because they thought there was only one way to do it. Yes. Right? So that's where, in my mind, where a big part of that fighting comes from people between harm reduction and abstinence, right? Yeah. Whereas we approach it like harm reduction is abstinence, basically. Yeah. Like it, if you change from heroin to cannabis, that's harm reduction. Yeah. And it's abstinence from heroin. Exactly. So like, it's kind of like the idea of God, right? Yeah, yeah. Like every faith is almost an atheist. Like, oh, yeah. they're one God away from <laughs> exactly. being atheist, right? Exactly. And, and so it's kind of like you throw that into the mix... Yeah. And it changes things. Absolutely. But that's, it's supposed to change things, yeah. right? Like we, we're not, at, I don't believe we have to stay at a place where there's only one answer. Oh, I believe all, yeah. part of our evolution, whether you and I see it or not, I don't yeah. know. But part of it is to incorporate the, the true nature of the universe, which is so many different things yep. available, right? Yeah. Why would we narrow it down? Right. Like why would we start taking stuff away instead of adding? Right. And I think there's, don't get me wrong, because there's lots of forward thinkers on this stuff, like people who are into psychedelic treatments. um, Oh, sure. Yeah. um, Other kinds of medication treatments, whatever they are, or other treatments that don't include medications. Like there's so much stuff going on. And I think it it devalues some of that stuff when we hear people just get up there and say abstinence only. Right. Totally. Or harm reduction only. It's like, why would you limit it? And I get it. Governments get elected on bullshit, so yeah, they yeah. throw bullshit out there like they know what it is anyway. Exactly. Right? Like they have an, any idea. Do you think Daniel Smith knows what fucking harm reduction really no. is? No. I Do you doubt think it. she understands addiction at all? I don't. Not at all. Yeah. Not from what I've she seen. She thinks it's a defect of character. Yeah. That's what she's. That's what it seems. That's what like. most people still think. Yeah. And um, anyway, and I don't know 100% what no, her thoughts but... are, but I mean, from what I've heard. It's the only way I can judge it is what I've heard, and what I've heard is ignorance, right? Exactly. About a lot of stuff that doesn't affect her soul, which is consistent with humans. Like, if yeah. it doesn't affect you, if it doesn't affect me, I don't really care. Yeah. Right? It always gets me, too, because it's like, it's like abortion and stuff like that. It's like, there's just certain people that shouldn't really have much say in that. Um, Guys being the first ones. And there's lots of issues like that. When it comes to civil rights matters for mm-hmm. Asian Canadians... I have no, f- I, I support it. <laughs> That's yeah. like, it, it's it, like, there's no, no room in there for me. I don't need room in that and, our conversation. Well, yeah, there's no, but there's no argument for us. right? Yeah. So if I wanted, if I was in a position where I could do something to maybe help that, mm-hmm. I think it would behoove the people to go to the experts. I think so. And the unfortunate part though, is I think they, they want, it's natural to want experts that meet, that give you the confirmation bias mm-hmm. rather than what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because we live in that culture still yeah. where it's still controlled by a very, by not the majority of our culture. 
no. of our culture, of no, humans not at all. in Canada, yeah. our government does not represent us. No, and that's any color. It, uh, yeah, exactly. And I mean that. I orange, mean, just blue, like, red. Just like the provincial government, they don't represent all of us. No. They're representing whatever common denominator got them elected. That's what they're representing. It, it, they're representing the majority of the minority that actually voted. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, 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 and they can't, they, they just take that as a win. They don't see it as being problematic. Exactly, right? yeah. Um, and because, of course, when people win, that's all they want yeah. is the win. And then when they win, especially politics, man, this is where it like makes me laugh probably the most is when they win, all of a sudden they're experts. Oh yeah. Like all of a sudden. And yeah. then they, they hire like ministers that are terrible, but they're their ministers. Exactly. So who are they going to hire? Yeah. Right. Who are they going to put in? Like the last minister of addiction and stuff. What a shithead. Like yeah. just absolutely ignorant. Wow. I don't even know who's in it now. Um, yeah. But because uh, I think they had the, uh, I can't even remember that dude's name, but anyway, it was funny because I remember recovery day we did. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? And Heather and yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where I was like, okay, man, this person's like different. Yeah. Cause Heather put it right on him. Yeah. And yeah. he just kind of like walked away and he wouldn't he did. answer. He didn't even really say anything. Didn't even answer, man. He just kind of nodded and walked yeah. away. Yeah. Cause she <laughs> called him on shutting down the, the safe consumption sites. Right. Yeah. And she goes, are you going to open those back up? And he just kind of like didn't answer. Yeah. yeah cause he's chicken shit because yeah. he did, he knows that, like, I don't understand how they couldn't know that yeah. there has to be more than one way to go about this, right? And well, includes... and it's unfortunate because it's controlled by politicians who are controlled by their base. Yeah. And so, and, and I'm... this is a mental health matter. This isn't a political exactly. matter. Exactly. And, yeah. and to be honest, no government funds mental health the way it should be. No. Yeah. No government takes bold steps. Yeah. I don't care what color of government it is. They don't take bold steps to really fix a lot nope. of problems with anything, nope. let alone in, in addiction recovery, mm -hmm. mental health, suicide prevention, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. I mean, um, well, they get so busy, dude, changing management of these different things that are going on. As soon as, as soon as government changes, they change management based on what their motives are right? yeah. of some places that they run. Exactly. And then when they do fund things, it's like, oh, we're going to put $10 million to mental health. Mm-hmm. But then when you really start breaking those numbers down, it boils down to basically nothing. Mm -hmm. It's going to get chewed up in a bureaucracy mostly. Which it usually does, yeah. And then what little does get out there mm -hmm. is usually over a long time frame. Mm -hmm. So it equates to a, a little pittance, like yeah. a little crumb of, of funding hope. Mm -hmm. And you might get a few more programs or services in a nonprofit for a little while. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, so I don't, I don't know. It's sad that it's controlled by them mm -hmm. because like you said, there's so many ways to do it. It doesn't need to be super expensive, mm -hmm. but you just have to allow people to do it. You know, yeah, like, you do. And, and that's just thing. Like, I don't, I'm not <clears throat> suggesting the government's like, don't care. I'm suggesting they don't understand. Right. Like, yeah. because they don't, they're, I mean, even little things like how do you, if their understanding depends on being elected, then that's yeah. non-understanding. <laughs> Right, like no, and I mean you look at you, you. I look at a lot of other countries, like uh, you know the some of the Scandinavian countries and stuff, mm -hmm. where they've done a lot of work on addiction and they've legalized a lot of things and decriminalized mm -hmm. and they treat the people, not not try to fight a drug. That, mm -hmm. And and it seems to work, but un, it's not just the safe consumption sites; like it's yeah. the social infrastructure behind it, so mm -hmm. they get a place to live. 
yeah. like a little apartment. They get a monthly income mm -hmm. until they get back on their feet. And, yeah. and they have such a success rate. And I think, like, our governments, nobody's willing to just take that bold step to go, well, let's try that. Mm -hmm. We've tried all this other stuff. And, and, and so far, not great results. And they could absolutely do it here in Alberta, like especially yes. in Calgary. I don't know what Edmonton's like, but I imagine it's similar. But in Calgary, you have some organizations like Alpha House, for example, yeah. who has a history of being like compassionate, um, totally. professional, and all this stuff. With And they could easily handle the wraparound services from that safe consumption site yeah. because they already have apartments. They already yeah. have <clears throat> transitional housing. There's absolutely nothing stopping them except yeah. the government exactly and it has everything to do with who's in charge of that money yeah. which makes no sense to me because if you were just in charge of money let's just say darcy has 500 million dollars yeah. i come to darcy and i say hey you have a choice between a b and c a has been doing this work for 50 years let's just say i can't yeah. i don't know the exact number of alpha how long they've been around but they've been around for a while so yeah. we'll say they have 50 years working with um in-talks, detox, transitional housing, yeah. uh, permanent housing. So they have all this time and expertise. But then you have B, who is your buddy John, okay, yeah. who also has an organization that just started. Okay, <laughs> So this organization is in the startup phase, but yeah. you have the opportunity to, to use him and their organization to run this brand new program when they have no experience. Yep. And then you have a third choice who's just some random person because it never comes down to some random person. There's always some yeah. sort of like with politics, right? Buddy, friend, And that's the associate. problem with it, man, yeah. is because they, the personality is in the way of yep. saying, these people have done this, they can do yep. this, let's help them do it. Totally. Right? It's yep. like, let's help them get all the housing they need, the wraparound housing for anyone coming into a safe consumption site. Is it going to be instant? No, but it will at least be a process, right? Yeah. And that it's not just for naught. Well, and I find that the attitude typically... And I know it's a lot harder yeah. than we're making it sound. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we're literally just pontificating. But is it, though? Because, I mean, other governments have done it. Yeah. Other governments in a 10-year time frame have mm -hmm. completely shifted yeah. their whole outlook on that whole mm -hmm. the concept of addiction and what dealing with addiction yeah. is. And, and I think we're behind years, they, Yeah, and, and yeah. we're like 20 years behind that. Yeah, way and behind. Because I still feel like the attitude is, like the, the old attitude when you sent people to prison was mm -hmm. it was to punish them. Mm -hmm. But now, then somebody got the idea that, well, maybe it should be to like rehabilitate them. Mm -hmm. Help them. So they can get back out here and not do those things. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing, what helps them is figuring out what motivates them to do those things, which is yeah. in, usually ends up being trauma. Yep. And then you come to addiction, and, and it's very similar. Mm -hmm. It's trauma-based and stuff like that in a lot of cases. And, and I just think it, it's, it's still that mentality of punishment. Mm -hmm. Although they try to disguise it as, no, we really care, mm -hmm. but we're not funding anything that we don't think will work because mm -hmm. we're sober people, mm -hmm. and you people are demons. Yep. And so what this church says or this yeah. group says is what's going to happen. And and I, I, it's never, it's not yet at the point where they see it as, no, we have citizens mm -hmm. that we need to help. Yeah. And it's not their fault. It's not, they're not mm -hmm. bad people. They're just people. Yeah. And why not help them? Well, and I and, think, yeah, I think we have a lot of heads in the way in North yeah, America. Right? We have a lot of heads in the way of that. Like one <laughs> of the heads is coming out 
this weekend to Calgary, right? Yes. One of those giant tools is coming out here to pontificate yeah. on how brilliant they are and how everyone yeah. should listen to them. Yeah. Right? Which, don't get me wrong, I know you're listening to our podcast thinking, well, what do you think, Dave? <laughs> well, I don't think you should listen to me, first of all. Um, I don't. I don't think you should. I think there's absolutely no reason you should if you don't, if you don't want to. Yeah. Like, you don't absolutely don't have to. The truth is, I don't know anything. I, I don't really know anything except for like um, an idea of what looks like it works. Yeah. Right. But would I say that's that's not? I'm not an expert, right? Yeah. What I've understood, what I understand about this field is that there are no experts. Yeah. Because every time I come across a, a so-called expert in this field, they have their own hang-ups. They have yep. their own like. Um, stumbling blocks to like an yeah. open mind, right? Yeah. And that's really all it's about is just having an open mind. It's putting the ego aside. Yeah. Yeah. Which and I think is a lot easier for someone like yourself because mm -hmm. you've been, you've been in recovery for so long. You've mm -hmm. worked on that, getting your ego out of the way. It you've can said be it easier before, sometimes like, for me. Yeah. But it, it's something you actually work on. Yeah. Right. Like, Every day. Set aside yourself mm -hmm. and let it, let life happen. Right. And I think that's for a lot of us, like a lot of people who haven't done that work and mm. haven't really got there. I think that's something that we definitely need to start remembering mm. in, in governments and in, in everything in society is mm -hmm. we, we are smart people, but we I aren't so. the only answer. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to say, hey, I'm not an expert in that. I don't, I don't know. Totally. Like, I'm here to learn. I'll yeah. listen. Like, uh, that's actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think... I refer to all kinds of people in Calgary. I yeah. refer clients to all kinds of organizations. Like, all of them. Absolutely. Many as, uh, because if it's a good fit, that's where I'm going to try to send them. Absolutely. It's got nothing to do with me, man. Like, yeah. I am just simply trying to, like, process what they need so that I can try to help them find that. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. um, and I, I believe some of the other organizations do the same thing. Yeah. They're just trying to do the same thing. And... We're all, we're all going about it maybe differently, yeah. but I think essentially all of the organizations and the people that work for them and, and support them, I think we're the answer, right? Yes. We're the answer, not yes. the government. Like no, we're no. the people, answer. People are the answer. People are the answer. The government's supposed to be working for us, not yeah. the other way around, exactly. right? And so, and I think about this often, right? Is that, look, I'm not anti-government. I'm not an anarchist no. at all. However, I do think that they're supposed to work for us right yeah and i, I think it's that we're the like, bosses yeah like if if they're if they're able to just on a snap decision yeah. you know spend whatever trudeau spent on that pipeline mm -hmm. they decided in like two days and they bought this pipeline yeah and we just decided we're or we're gonna be spending like 25 billion dollars on abandoned wells mm -hmm. and it's like if you can just snap decision 20 billion dollars yeah I think you can snap decision a hundred million for addiction and yeah. mental health. Oh yeah, right. Like it, you can, but clearly you know, money isn't an issue. Yeah, it's so that is not the problem. Yeah, because you can just like COVID somehow they came up mm -hmm. with all those billions, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I realize we're going into debt and faster and faster, but still, yeah. The point is, is every government does it. Every government's mm -hmm. put us in debt, so <laughs> if they yeah. can just throw money at shit like pipelines, yeah. but they can't throw it at people. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my, like, putting all the so-called differences in those parties mm -hmm. aside, I think for me that's the problem with our government and with government services, mm -hmm. is that it has become, it's about the government, mm -hmm. not about what we can do for people. Yeah. Because you look at, like, what do we really get, and it's mm -hmm. like, 
the roads aren't getting better. Your taxes are going up. Your, mm-hmm. the, the roads aren't cleaned very often. Inflation's the, 10% higher than it was two, exactly. two years ago, right? Like, And they think whatever that the we should be happy is. because we're not getting as big a tax raise this year as mm-hmm. we might have. And it's like, or you could take that $25 billion that you're going to give to wealthy people mm-hmm. and pour that yeah. into people. Mm-hmm. Like... You imagine the difference. You could start with the RCMP. You could start yeah. with cutting their shit in half. Yeah. And like and making some of those bigots go to work in the real world. Yeah. Right? Like some of those bigots that are hiding there. That's a federal government thing. Well, and there again, I think when Why it not? comes to people are angry with the police, there are solutions. Mm-hmm. And it might take a little upfront cash mm-hmm. to get them implemented, but there are solutions. Mm-hmm. And you know, it all. A lot of it is they need better training. They need better um, support. They mm-hmm. need. There's a lot of things that can be done yeah. to make that better. Yeah. But they won't do it and need it. They'll just mm-hmm. write a check to this exactly. place and do this. And if religion wasn't part of the problem with the RCMP, I would suggest they have like the priests walk through every building and do a goddamn <laughs> seance to get rid of the fucking spirits, right? <laughs> Except for the fact that. That religion specifically has been part and parcel to the fucking henchmen yeah. of this country. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, and the government of this country. Oh, yeah. You know, um, anyway, we could get off on that tangent. Yeah, we, but oh, it, I, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's the point is, is that, like, if all of these places just decided to work together, we could. Yes. If they decided to, like, just own up to whatever yeah. has happened in the past and then just move the fuck on. Right. Yeah. But make sure when you're doing that, you're also getting rid of people who are fucking bigots. Like, yeah, these organizations, they're in charge of this stuff. Yeah. The RCMP is in charge of the RCMP. They should be able yeah. to weed through there and find out how many people have been like have. I, I, and I know they keep track of this stuff because they keep track of their people because they want to punish them because that's just the way they're yeah. organized. Oh, yeah. Right. And so maybe maybe do something different in there. Yeah, maybe go through there and and route out whatever you got to do to get rid of the folks that are just holding back progress. Exactly. Why yeah. not? <clears throat> if a corporation that has five thousand employees around mm-hmm. the globe can manage to have less problems and less sexual harassments and less mm-hmm. things, and they deal with problems faster than like that organ that organization mm-hmm. should be able to deal with it too. I think so. But it's and again, I think it goes back to like. It, it, my wife and I we were laughing about different parenting in the generations. Mm. And because, you, you know, you see some of these, like, you think about when you were a kid and it was like, or when I was a kid and it was like, get outside, go play. Mm-hmm. And you were gone for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would, you had to be home for supper. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I can't imagine doing that now. Yeah. You know, it's just not the same world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, uh, it was that old adage of like, kids are to be seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. It was like get out of my way. You're. It was almost like in a lot of cases they you were an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Now in some fact, I mean my parents still love me and everything, but yeah. it was still like, ah, get out of here. Ah, I think that's pretty Go. common, man. That be yeah. seen, not heard, right? That's yeah. quite common back. And I think that kind of bred this like um, separation from mm. people. Like I don't know. It, it just it's just weird. But I think if we got back to being more like rather than you know, wanting to kick our kids out at 18. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we just start showing kindness and love and respect? Yeah. And, and in our agencies, in mm-hmm. the government, like, you know, the personal service, like you just can't get that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. 
kind well, of and it's, I think it's because people think that compassion is expensive, right? Like, or hard to do. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand that because it's no. like really not that hard. Yeah. It is, it is difficult sometimes to not get frustrated by other people's like the way they do things when you're yes. having to work with them. Yeah. But like if you're able to be a professional and work with people, you should be able to get around that. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like, um, there's all kinds of ways to just be like, Hey, this isn't about me. This is about that person. So yeah. maybe I could just leave my own bullshit out of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, first I have to be aware of my bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to something you said earlier in this conversation about doing the work. Yeah. Right. That is essential yeah. to change, right? It's essential. Absolutely. And I don't know what other people need to do in terms of what that work looks like, but I can, and I don't even know if everybody should or shouldn't do it, yeah, yeah. but you're not going to get hurt by it. If you do some like, inner work yes like it's just not going to hurt you no it might cause some discomfort right yep. but it's not going to bring up anything that you're not aware of yeah it might bring out things that have been blocked or that you haven't wanted to that talk you, and about. that you haven't wanted to talk about and there's nothing wrong with that yeah there's sure. nothing wrong with that like whatever age a person might be when they sit down and decide you know what i'm tired of being miserable yeah i'm tired of because certain perspectives are a reflection in my opinion of fucking misery Yes. Right. If if I'm a bigot, I'm miserable. Absolutely. Because, and and I can only imagine it because like, the world is not for me anymore. So I must be fucking miserable. Well, and I don't believe any baby is born and is like, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to kill people of color. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Yeah. When I'm two and a half months old. Yeah, that kind of hates like it's you know put in you. Yeah, like, and I think that too. Like I used to. You know, you watched uh, when, what was that? Uh, was it? Not Citizen X, but uh, the Edward Norton show. Oh, Fight Club? No, no, where he was the racist. Oh. Um, and he went to jail. American and... History X. Yeah, that one. Yeah. But that kind of got me, at the time that came out, I started going down that hole of, like, white supremacist groups. and like, mm. not to join them, but, like, yeah. like, how do they get members? Yeah. And, you know, honestly, it's just damaged people yeah. looking for a place to fit in. And it's it's <clears throat> it's too bad that we can't recognize. Again, if we had better mental health services, mm-hmm. there'd probably be less of that. There'd be less gang activity. Mm-hmm. If we had better social services to help people get out of poverty or or just not struggle as bad every mm-hmm. month, yeah. where they they've got a they just want to murder somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we had these things and we showed that compassion, mm-hmm. like a lot of this stuff, I think I really do believe would go away. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because we're getting to a point, it's almost, I feel like it's getting to a boiling point of, you know, with inflation, people people don't have money. They can't mm-hmm. afford things. So that's frustrating. If you do go on a flight, it's that's mm-hmm. messed up. That's frustrating. Yeah. You, you know, jobs are difficult or easy, depending on what you're, but mm-hmm. the job situation's not that fun right now. And it's like, mm-hmm. none of this is, can, is a good thing. And then yeah. you add in all these like divisive uh, you know, politics, divisive religions, and, oh, we have to hate this group. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you have to? Why can't you just mm-hmm. stay home and read a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Expand your mind, but don't you don't need to go and hate mm-hmm. a group that's dressing up in, in drag mm-hmm. or whatever. You, what and are those protests about anyway? Like, do you, they, like... Just, they literally said today that they hate, they just hate them. They hate, they hate drag queens. Oh my God. Like they hate drag. And I'm like, well, I'm glad they finally just said it. Well, but do these, have these people never heard of Shakespeare? I know, man. Like this isn't a new concept. Dude, but for these folks, it's brand new. But then, right. again, we're back to burning books now and shit too. So it's yeah. like, 
and a lot of and this stuff it just it, it's a system or a symptom of what's going uh, like mm-hmm. the boiling point this is getting to yeah and the only way i can see of us doing stuff is to like focus on our own lives and just getting better do better yeah like and try however, to help who you can yeah or... whatever kind of work you can do on yourself to allow you to be of use to others like do that yeah. work like absolutely um if that's what you want i get it like or not... even just to be the person you want to be yeah like really sit down and think about like what mm-hmm. do i want to be what do when people meet me what do i want them to think mm-hmm. do i want them to think wow what an asshole yeah do i want them to think hey that's a really nice person yeah you know? I think a lot of people go for the asshole. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be like in, in vogue right now to be like <clears throat> yeah. an asshole, right? Um, for yeah, some like, reason. I don't care what other people yeah, think. Yeah, who cares what people think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even saying that out loud it's... illustrates that you care what people think <laughs> exactly. because you have to tell us you don't care what we think. Like, exactly. The whole illustration is like a, God, it's like a, I don't know, a burger with like spit on it. <laughs> Well, it's just it. And if you really didn't care what people think, you wouldn't be bothered by it at all. You wouldn't even be thinking. You wouldn't about notice it. it. You wouldn't no. mention it. It wouldn't be in your brain because you wouldn't care, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the truth is, I'm like most humans. I care. I don't want to yeah. like portray myself with with only my negatives, but totally. I also don't want to cut out all those negatives. Yeah, and yeah. Let people think that I'm somehow because I'm in recovery or I'm sober that life is perfect. Right. You know, and I. Yeah, I don't mind talking about some of those struggles, man, because I know that, just like you do, there's people out there that are struggling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They're not going to necessarily hear me when I if I talk about the fact that life is just fucking rainbows. Right. right. First of all, that's a fucking lie. It is, And yeah. it makes no sense <laughs> to say it. Yeah. Um, but second of all, stuff passes, man. Totally. Like, we get through this stuff if we yeah. just keep working on it, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's the together. We need to mm-hmm. work together towards it. Yeah. And you know what? That we, no one person or group is going to have the answers. Yeah. But if we can share ideas rather than fighting about mm-hmm. it and work together, well, I think a solution is out there for oh, everything. Yeah. So. And I think the solution is a multiple of solutions, right? Like yeah. I will. Absolutely. I yeah. will think that way until something happens to me. For sure. Like, and, and it's a multiple of ideas that yeah. maybe are all meshed together into mm-hmm. some thing that nobody ever thought of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what happens when you you start to think and brainstorm mm-hmm. rather than fight and argue. Yeah, man. I love the idea in meditation where the mind is just an open sky, right? Where yeah. the thoughts that come by are just clouds passing by, right? Yeah. And if, if I can keep that in mind when I'm going through my days, which I try to <clears throat> by breathing yeah. and such... Um, is just keep in mind it's all going to pass. Like yeah. everything passes. Yeah. The storms come, they go. They, like this totally. is just the way our lives are in connection to the universe around us. So yeah. just like the storms come and go, so do our emotions. So oh, do yeah. our, um, obviously some things don't just come and go quickly. No. You know, um, but yeah, like going back to doing the work, like I, I'm just about to do another fifth step, my yep. own, like, Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to do mine on Monday. Yeah. And I'm listening to my friends who's going to listen to mine. Um, and this has been probably, this is the first one since since the breakup two years ago. Um, oh, okay. Where I did I did the work right after I yeah. we broke up because I was just in so much fucking pain, right? And, yeah. Um, confusion and stuff, and it was essential. 
just to survive, I think, right? Yeah. Like just to get through that and for sure. And then, yeah, I decided we were going to do it again. Um, and, and the process of writing, like one of the things is that people ask me, why would you keep doing it? Like, you're just kind of like beating a dead horse. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. I don't go in there and beat myself up over shit that I have no control over. I go into yeah. the fourth step with the full <laughs> intention of letting my brain unravel whatever I may have been hiding. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I just want to be as um, thorough as possible with yeah. it. And the truth is, dude, I wrote a lot this time. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that came up yeah. uh, just from last year, just came back up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I don't mind. I'll write it all out. Yeah, yeah. If it's on my mind, why not? Absolutely. Right? Otherwise, yeah. it's going to torture me in my brain. Yeah. Right? So, um, I don't know. People say, oh, you can't do, you don't have to do it all the time. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Right? I just know that my brain is tricky. And my, some of my more innate habits are really hard to spot. Yeah, yeah. For me, right? Yeah. They're probably really simple for people who know me. <laughs> yeah, if you were sitting across the couch from you, you could yeah, probably spot them. But... For sure, right? <laughs> but when you're in the middle of it and you're also convinced that what you've been doing is okay, you don't yeah. necessarily think to look at those things. Exactly, yeah. Right? But they're essential. Because some yeah. of them, like in my own case, some of them are just still detrimental, mm -hmm. right? Like where it's like, okay this is good. You can let this go a little bit more, right? <laughs> yeah. Like let this go a little bit more. Yeah. And, and thankfully as time goes on, even with the writing, my perspective on it has changed, nice. right? It's more peaceful about yeah. it. It's like, yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't have to do that, <laughs> but you're not doing it now. Yeah. And so there is, there has been progress. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's part of it too. Absolutely. How do we know how we're doing? Well, yeah. How do you measure progress? Yeah. You got to cuz I don't it measure out. it like by every day I don't drink a beer. That's not right. progress to me. Yeah. What's progress is how, am I treating people better now than I did when I first came in and my answer will be absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, I yeah, am treating yeah. every human in my life better than when I first came in. Yeah. Right? And to me that is what matters. Well, and even to just go through and check like and no, I'm not treating them perfectly. I'm just saying no, no. better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even to go through and, and think about the relationships you have, your mm -hmm. friendships, your parents, mm -hmm. your brothers, your, and think, did I, did I do enough this year? Did mm -hmm. I do, should I have done more? Could I have done better? What, it's kind of almost like... I could always a, do better for sure. Right? But it's yeah. like an evaluation, like, um, you know, maybe I was an asshole to mm -hmm. them for three months of the year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. like, but it's a good way to evaluate that and go, yeah. eh, no, like maybe I'll phone my brother more often. I don't mm -hmm. know, like just little things like that even, yep. but like it's it's a good way to evaluate that. Well, you just... can pull that stuff out of there. Yeah. Right? Like I can pull out of my four step all kinds of things that I can do differently right now as opposed to have to wait just for some day. Yeah. I can look at them as time goes on and say, oh, I can do something about that now, right? Yeah. I don't have to wait until I lose one of my parents to spend time with them. Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't have to do that. Yeah. I have a choice, right? And For so sure. I'm choosing not to do that. <laughs> I'm choosing not to waste my time. Absolutely. I want to spend time. I want to be useful to them, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they have been so incredibly useful to us boys our whole lives, right? Yeah. Like, um, and that's important to me. For that's sure. That's way more important to me than some other stuff might be, yeah. right? But next year, there might be other things that are more important. Absolutely. Right? 
because they stabilize and their health stabilizes and all that. And yeah. maybe it's not even a worry. Yeah, exactly. Right? And something else comes up. Um, but I think that's the good thing about being in a recovery program of some kind is yeah. and having accountability to others. So when I say this, it's not just about me, right? Like, cause I'm mm-hmm. doing it with a friend. Yeah. A friend is going to be there to listen to me and give me that honest feedback. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I know she will. Right. Yeah. Like, um, it's, it's one of those, if it was all about me, I'd have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if it was, if it was all up to me to like get everything done, like <laughs> be a self-made human, like I would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. Cause I'm not a self-made human. I'm not. None of us are. Yeah. I am a family made. I am a mm-hmm. friend made. I am a work made. Like I am a, all kinds of made human. It definitely wasn't just me, man. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, that'd be really fucking boring. Right? Imagine. But we all have to, we all rely on other people at mm-hmm. times. We of all Of course, there's learn. nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and we all learn from other yeah. people at times and people come in and out of your life that, mm-hmm. that you go, wow, I that really changed me. And, yeah, you know, man. like, so yeah, like no, none of us get there on our own. Yeah. That's a total fallacy mm-hmm. on anything. I think like so. Like career-wise, yeah. family-wise, everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, you need the support of your parents mm-hmm. or your friends, like you said. Like it. So you, you need that support at some point yeah. in time. And mm-hmm. to be now in a position to maybe offer that up a little bit, it's good. It you is, know? man, for sure. Um, and I, I wish there was more of that in the news today. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and much more of that prevalent. Yeah. Because um, now I just find we're getting a lot of, like, just hate, 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 yeah. hate, hate. Just divisiveness. Yeah, right? and I've, like, I've even, you know, and it doesn't matter what side of politics. It's yeah. it's getting pretty hateful. Yeah. And uh, and I just think we're, we need to start remembering who we're dealing with, mm-hmm. which is people. And, that, and we're that, not enemies. We're no. all trying to live, make a way, living, yeah. have relationships, mm-hmm. have a good time, and, and bad get times, through life. Yeah, man. You know? Um so I, I think we need to remember that we all kind of have that yeah. same goal. We may differ on how we get there. Yeah, but that's, but that's okay. okay. Exactly, that's yeah. okay. If you if somebody wants to go to that Catholic church, you mm-hmm. go. If totally. that makes you feel good, yeah. and you come out and you're a better human to the people mm-hmm. around you. Yep. That's how I see it. Whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. can help us like get to our best, whatever if that's what we're looking for, mm-hmm. do that, man. Like for sure, yeah. like and the, those kids the other day were asking like what what our thoughts are on the solution to this and i said there are so many wonderful organizations in calgary alone yeah. working from all kinds of different angles i said we're all needed like we're all totally. needed like until we yeah. can um keep coming together like that because they you know it's it's so true man mm-hmm. we need the shelters we need treatment centers we need Absolutely. these things um, to be a part of the whole, but not the whole themselves. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's where the human ego gets in the way. Totally. Is when our organization becomes like, well, we're the only ones who can do this. Yeah. Or that's we, we have one. Why do we need more? Yeah. You and know, and like, that is just so wrong. Yeah. I think in thinking, right? But absolutely. But it's egoic thinking. Yeah. When when once we get to some place, we say, well, we're the only ones who are necessary now. Yeah. Right, and that's scary, yeah. because people do that all the time. They, oh, everywhere you go, all especially the time. if yeah. we're not like paying attention to our ego, man. Like we're doing that yeah. everywhere, right? And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I was hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, I, oh, I totally am. Yeah. I I think people are going to start to see through this rhetoric. I, I really think so do. Too. And I think I hope so. I, I think people are going to get real tired of just hearing about hate. Yeah. 
um, and book burnings and this mm-hmm. and that and the other thing. Yeah, so where were the book burnings happening then? I, or like, book bannings, I banning, guess. Banning. Yeah. So in Florida, they're banning a shit tons of books out of schools. Oh, okay, so that's so where that nothing stuff came. with sex, nothing with race, nothing with uh, anything to do about gender, nothing to do with. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, wow. and they've made it so teachers can go to prison if they teach them. What? Yeah. So it's already happening. So literally, there I saw mm-hmm. some videos of some libraries and in, in like elementary schools. Mm-hmm. They were then they the school just removed all the books. Because Holy the fuck. I didn't know why would you go to jail already. for teaching, mm-hmm. you know, how, stranger danger. <laughs> like as a teacher, if I was a teacher, I'm like I'm not going to jail. No, I'm not no. teaching anything. Like, so it's things like that. Like people are going to start to see the ridiculousness of that. I hope they. Do. You know, we have politicians here having dinner with uh, German nationalists, mm. which should be eye opening, and I think it. I think it's getting frustrating. But I think it, it I will. I sure hope we fucking get beyond frustrated and do something about it. Well, I th- and I think we will. Yeah. I think we'll see. I mean, you see what's happening in the States. Like, the, the Trumpism and stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's dying. Yeah. Because um, even a lot of the other Republicans now are going, yeah, I don't want to hang out with that crowd. Yeah. And I think it you will see a kind of a level back out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope, sure hope anyway. so, man. Yeah. Because I, I feel like more and more people are just tired of all of it. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm just I don't I don't want I don't to, want to see anyone having no. having fucking meals with German nationalists no. with nationalist <clears throat> anything. Well, right. and especially when it's like you know we're going into debt, we and and they're spending money on bringing these people here mm-hmm. and having dinners, and it's like I think people are just getting generally getting tired of a lot of that shit. And it's like no, we just so. we just want services, and we just we want to live our lives, mm-hmm. you know. Like so, I'm I'm hopeful, especially with the new generations. Um, you know, at work, I'm noticing mm-hmm. a lot of different attitudes towards work since COVID. Yeah. Um, and a, and a younger generation, uh, like where I am at, uh, you go home when your time is done on the day. Mm-hmm. They, and like, there's no, nobody you bugs know, you. No, or calls there's no, you. like, you yeah. got to work on the weekends, yeah. come on on Saturdays. It's, yeah. um, so like, because I think people are starting to understand that, you know, mm-hmm. I need a life outside of work. I need to enjoy this well that's the thing if you don't enjoy your life a little bit you're gonna have a real hard time enjoying work like well you're gonna die of a heart attack early you're gonna have diseases you're gonna be in like just gonna drive yourself to Mm -hmm. an early grave and i think i think we've started to see that with with different places where yeah um if employees are happy and satisfied yeah that's a big deal man absolutely right like we think that's a big deal now because we're so used to seeing companies just use their employees right like and I know it still happens. They just grind them into the dirt, right? Totally. And then when they do something wrong, they're like, ah, that's your fault. Yeah. It's not the fact that we made you work seven days straight yeah. and you haven't slept in fucking week. Like, it's your fault. And we right? didn't train you how to do that. Yeah, and we never told you how to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, And, and I, I hope that mentality is, like, slowly going. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. If you're, like, a, I don't know, say you're any sort of group and you're pretending that you care about humans yeah. while your staff are suffering, I just I think it's it's okay to stop for a second, take a look at what's going on with your company internally, mm-hmm. and realize that just because you might be on the top, that's not how everyone else feels. Yeah, 
necessarily, yeah. right? And I'm not suggesting that your frontline people are going to have to feel like the CEO. I'm not suggesting that. Yeah. But there should be a connection between them. Absolutely. There shouldn't be an absolute disconnect between morale yeah. on the front and morale on the top. Exactly. Because if there is, then there's a problem. Yeah. Right? Like, and then, then your people are suffering, and then, of course, yeah. you're grinding them into dirt. Um, and and I, I, think, I think that I've seen a lot of differences in how people approach work. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I know it's not the same, but I feel like that's kind of the general attitude is like, because mm -hmm. like, uh, I've noticed a lot of more people are like, well, I, you know, I don't want to see my coworker miserable. And, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the lack, like people are not accepting being treated like shit anymore mm -hmm. by coworkers yeah. and bosses and. And nor should they. Exactly, right? And so I think that's helping people to realize, like, no, when they work at a place where everybody's kind, mm -hmm. it's a nice place to work. And I think that those kinds of attitudes are spilling out in different areas mm -hmm. of society right now. And that might be yeah. why the hate is so amped up, is because maybe change is coming, and it, yeah. it's scary. I, that's so, my hope. Yeah. Right? Like, my hope yep. is that, I mean, the guy that's coming here to speak tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. The fucking hump. It, I, hopefully he listens. Someone sends him this. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not even going to say his name. Yeah. Douche canoe. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that I think that, again, like even this person, it's not like I think all of their ideas are dumb. It's no. that the idea that this person speaks for a percentage of like Canadians, yeah. that's the absurdity. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure he does speak for a percentage of Canadians, the 1% maybe. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, well, that's where his bread is buttered, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Um, or by passing on to people like you and me who are just not interested in that stuff. Right. We're just yeah. not interested in telling people what to do. Or to divide people. Or, or divide. To, yeah, I definitely to, don't want to, to do that. To say yeah. that you're wrong for feeling how you feel. Yeah. Like for all my criticism of the Catholic Church, this this group asked me the other day. They asked me about churches, and I said, churches can be helpful. I said, yeah, they can. I said I can't write off religion, and the, the main reason is because my parents are a proof positive that religion has a positive impact on human beings. Yeah, and it helps human beings become better human beings. Yeah, like it did with my dad. Like it did with, if you want to quote sure. unquote, you know, talk yeah. about it. That's exactly what happened totally. to my dad. He yeah. was, became a better human being because of this fat, this experience that he had, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it set him on a different path than he was on. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that, right? And I'm yeah. not gonna. If you come to me but, and you say I want to reconnect with the Catholic faith, yeah. I'm gonna help you do that. Yeah, but not because, because I believe in it. Because that's the thing that helps. That's right. Not because I believe person. in it. Yeah, but because they do. Exactly. Right. And yeah. so, in in terms of that, I I love that about our agency. That yeah. we're able to do that. We don't have to yeah. like pretend to have like a defense of some church organization. Yeah, like, yeah. why? We just can tell the truth about the fact that for some people it doesn't work and for other people it really fucking works. Yeah. Just <laughs> right? like abstinence or just cognitive behavioral therapy. That's right, or, or CBT or SMART <laughs> or <laughs> Buddhism. <laughs> like Meditation. Just, it, that's right. It dude. works for some, not for all. There's so many possibilities. Yeah. Why rule any of them out? And it might work for some a lot more yep. and some a little less. Yep. But it, yeah, it all could help. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. Well, and the thing you is, know? most of it can help if we let it help. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. if we look for the subtleties of a compassion that allows us to help each other, if we're looking for that more so than what separates us, 
or what makes me better than someone else. Like if we're looking just for the, those things that are soulful connections between humans, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. We can find it in, in Islam, Christianity. You can find it in Buddha. You can find it wherever. Yeah. If you're looking for it. Totally. But if you're looking for a reason for me to hate Darcy, I can find a reason to hate Darcy. Absolutely. right? Right. But again, it's what you're looking for. Totally. Right. And yeah. I think those like Westboro Baptist churches and stuff, what they look for is hate. Totally. And that's what they do. Yep. So that becomes their whole thing. Yeah. Is just hating. Right. Absolutely. And, and now you've mentioned that church's name and even probably Baptist cringe. Right. I'm sure. Because yeah. it gives all of them a bad name. Absolutely. Right. And we, you and I both know not all of them are the same. For sure. Um, but like those peckerheads that are protesting the, the drag stuff, yeah. that's not, hopefully, hopefully that is not indicative of Christianity. Hopefully. Yeah, right? I say hopefully because I, I, I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's know. really the secret longing of all Christians Yeah, is to be back to where it was where all of us are going to hell, me included. Exactly, that's yeah. why I say us because I'm queer. And right now appearing pretty gay. <laughs> yeah. Appearing um, gay at a store near you. Yeah, appearing gay at a store near you. <laughs> but again, those, so those kinds of protests and stuff, they personally make me sick. Uh, but yep. the truth is, I know that's not indicative of all Christians. Like, yeah, that, exactly. That just isn't. Well, that's right? why there's not 25,000 Christians there. There's that's right. five. Yeah, there's five. <laughs> there's five misguided little fucking yeah. fallen angels. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, thinking that this other stuff, like... How is, and I know people will argue it's for, with kids, reading, yeah. reading stories to kids. I still can't get my head around it, like what the problem is, like whether it's a guy dressed up like yet. a woman reading a story or a woman or a guy or, you know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. understand what the problem is. To me, it's like if you had a woman, like a, a you know, the, the, I guess, the definition of woman according to some people um, if you had a woman there in a like princess dress reading mm-hmm. a Disney story, mm-hmm. nobody'd be upset. Nope. Well, what's the difference? Yeah, the difference is it's a guy. Right. Okay, but yeah. if you had a guy dressed up in uh, some other costume, yeah. in a Elmo costume, mm-hmm. reading a story, no upset. Mm-hmm. But Elmo's not real. What are you teaching kids? How mm-hmm. dare you teach them that big fuzzy monsters are friendly? They're they could be evil, mm-hmm. right? Like you could take everything and twist you it. Can. But it's like, well, but what's the difference? To, well, to we know kid, what the problem is. Because we're sexual, yeah. we have a problem. Or not yeah. we, but like some people as adults do. They think it's always sexual. But a six-year-old doesn't see a drag queen and go, oh my God, I want to dress in drag and be a woman now. Well, and secondly, They go, oh, it's a person. But what if they did think that? They're not thinking necessarily about sex. Because drag exactly. queens aren't about sex. Right. Like most drag queens are about performing. Like, yeah, they're performers. I'm not suggesting they're what their sexual identity is. I have no, no idea. However, just on the value, the face value of a drag yeah. queen, my understanding is that's performance and art. Exactly. That's my understanding. That's why they're on a stage yeah. in front of a crowd. Performing songs. <laughs> yeah. And like, stuff. Exactly. Or <laughs> in front of a little crowd of people mm-hmm. when reading a book. Or, like, and again, that's, you know what, dude? Um, I think you have to be able to... A person has to be able to get out of their own way to just like yeah. be able to say, oh, you mean this isn't, even though we've hypersexualized cross-dressers, homosexuals, yeah. um, bisexuals, 
prostitutes. We've, we've, we've yeah. absolutely fetishized all these different things. So when we start seeing them in the public eye, people who only have fetishized it can still yeah. only see it one way. Yeah. Right? Like they think it's all about sex, but it's got nothing to do with it necessarily. No. I'm not saying for everybody it doesn't. I'm just saying not necessarily. Right? Well, and I think too, a lot of these protesters and stuff, they, they want people, they don't want to, they don't want to debate with you. They don't want to discuss with you. They mm-hmm. want to be right. Yeah. And they want you to change to their thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's their whole goal. It, they just picked this because it's, it's an easy mm-hmm. one for them to pick. But the truth is, it, like, it doesn't matter. And you're, you're not, like, those kids aren't going to be recruited into some sort of drag queen pipeline of drag queen entertainers that are funneled into you know like these kids are there to be entertained they were entertained they go home you know by the time they're 10 years later they might not even remember it Mm -hmm. but it's like but that's the thing is it's just you you, like you said you could hate it or you could find a reason to hate it or you could just accept that the if people experience differences mm-hmm. and different entertainers and performances mm-hmm. and art forms and things like that, it makes us all better people. Yeah. And I think that might also be the part they're afraid of is that mm-hmm. those kids will grow up to not hate mm-hmm. if they're around that person. Well, they'll grow up to not believe the same as their parents do. Yeah. Or question is, when people say yeah. that's wrong, go, yeah, really? Why? Cause I went one time and, and they read happened. a book. We had some laughs and we went home. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. There were no, I mean, if you really want to worry about like children, you oh, should yeah. be paying more attention to the churches. And this is something that just boggles my brain yeah. is that all of a sudden we'll just forget. Oh yeah. The Catholic church is known for this, notorious for this, yeah. but we're going to put it on, on guys who dress up like women to perform. Yeah. Right. I, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know we'll a just lot disregard of drag shows the in the old news. Shit. Yeah. Like I don't know a lot of drag shows in the news that have had massive pedophile situations but i can tell you there's been thousands of people Mm -hmm. that have come forward from the churches oh yeah in just the last couple decades oh yeah so like but they don't want to talk about that no because then it's it's attacking an institution that crosses so many demographics yeah that it's it's too big right it's kind of like um drinking yeah like the like alcohol it's the number one killer, I think, still of people in terms Probably. of drugs, maybe outside of cigarettes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like it, every year, every year, man, it yeah. gets worse and worse. Yeah. Like stuff related, accidents related to alcohol go up every year, I think. Yeah. Um, and still nothing's done. Because no, it's, it's too totally, big. totally socially acceptable. It's and... a religion now, man. It's too big now. We can't yeah. we can't do anything about it. Not that I think it should be banned. I don't think so. But it's one of those things that if you're looking at dangers to our public, that's a danger to our public. Absolutely. Like there's no question. It's no yeah. it's no wonder that they tried um, prohibition down south. Oh yeah. Right? Because it is a fucking danger. Yeah. But why did prohibition fail? Because it's a religion. Exactly. <laughs> and um, that's the way it is. Well, and you Booze is a religion. You now. can't stop people if they want to put something in their body. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a cheeseburger today, mm-hmm. the government can't really stop you from going and getting a burger. Yep. Right? Like if you, I mean, you can eat McDonald's every day. That's not healthy mm-hmm. for you. You probably will have years taken off your yeah. life if that's all you eat. Yeah. 
the government isn't stepping in on that. But McDonald's is way unsafer right? than drag queens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've come full circle <laughs> to McDonald's. <laughs> but it really is, if you think about it. Totally. Like cholesterol and shit kills how many people yeah. every year? How many of those people eat fast food? I'm not just slagging on McDonald's, but like... Well, even our grocery stores are filled with all sorts of processed garbage. Like, yeah. if if you if you're really into prohibition, you would prohibition everything that's unhealthy for people. Mm. But but you then know. we'd be fascists, exactly, right? By trying to control everything, exactly. So like, why? Yeah. Well, and you can't control people. No. People will. I mean, that's where rebellions happen and coups and and thank God for violence. That. Yeah. We would not be as as where however far or not far we our brains have evolved we wouldn't be yeah. here if everybody just followed the rules and yeah, said exactly. and said you know what even though this is like really unfair yeah. it's biased it's bigoted it's uh intolerant it's all these things well, still happens yeah exactly <laughs> right um yeah i don't know man yeah it's i don't know interesting world these days it is it's neat dude it's neat um I don't know, man. It's it's just a neat place to be. Part of it's because I'm experiencing stuff like for the first time, mm-hmm. like, and I'm really noticing that uh, <laughs> I'm like a kid. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm really like a young kid about it, like a teenager nice. about it. And well, it's it's nice for sure because I've never been there with yeah, yeah. a man before, so it's really nice. I'm enjoying it. Well, it's new. Yeah. Right. Like it's new. It's a new thing, yeah. and I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, well, and I think that's... To me, the... this is what recovery is about, though, yeah. right? Is finding out who we are and, and just kind of going, Experiencing okay, new things. I'm going to lean into this, yeah. right? It was so funny because he goes the other day, because we were talking about... Um, what time is it? Oh, I don't know. I was looking for my water bottle. Uh, do you grab your water bottle? Yeah. Um, we, what were we talking about? Oh, fuck. I lost <laughs> my train of thought. Um, uh, shit, so did I. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I was talking about him... Oh, just experiencing things for the first time yeah. and feeling like a you know, kid like again. A teenager, like being right? excited like, by things. And, totally, man. And kind of being the point of recovery of living like life and experiencing new things. And yeah. So Yeah, it's been uh Hmm. <laughs> I can't remember, dude. <laughs> we'll just have to cut that whole chunk out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it's I, I do, like, you know, for all the negativity, I think there is a lot of hope out there. And I I think you're seeing, I do believe more and more people are starting to understand that, you know, that's that's just a drain on you. Mm-hmm. And it, the, you, you can't live there all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be angry. You can, like you said, emotions are like clouds, mm-hmm. right? But if you just live in hate all the time and anger, like, it, it's yeah. going to eat you up. Yeah. And it, I do believe for the more majority of people, there will become a time where they go, Something will happen. Something mm-hmm. will trigger them to go, you know, maybe this isn't for me. And I yeah. think more and more people are starting to realize, like, yeah, we are not that different. Um, not. And when people say, oh, we're too different to even be around each other. It's not true. We're not. One of us isn't putting effort in here. It's a cop-out. Yeah. It is, yeah. And it's because you don't want to. Yeah. Um, and again, that's ego-based and stuff like that. But I, I do think there's a lot more people waking up to the fact that this journey is about people. Mm-hmm. It's about experiences. It's about experiencing yeah. new things and not traumatizing everybody that you come in contact with. Yeah, in the process, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. 
yeah, yeah. experiencing new things, man. It's uh, it's quite a thing. And I see, like, especially in the youth today, like, I mean, yeah, you can. There's lots of teenagers that are shitheads. Mm-hmm. There always is. Uh, lots of kids that are. Lots of adults that are. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of kids that are. They're just okay with things. They don't have that in them. They, it's normal to them. They don't even care. They don't think mm-hmm. about things like that. Like, there's always going to be people that do because they're raised in families that are like spreading that hate. Mm-hmm. But I think more, more, more kids I think are coming out now as as young adults and and growing up into teenagers with much more acceptance and. Yeah, some of these things aren't awareness. even issues for them, right? Like, no, like, like they'll interact with people and yeah. not even it, like it isn't even a thought. They don't even bat an eye. Like, yeah. Whereas we're like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like when I'm talking to someone who's younger about like just being like an older queer guy who's just starting to kind of accept his queerness. Yeah. Um, young people just have no idea what like right. almost what I'm talking about because yeah. they 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 don't have to worry about the same things that you and I did. Yeah. They're so they're not thinking about them. Yeah. Because they have gay straight alliances, they have this stuff is open now, whereas when I was growing up it wasn't. Right. Yeah. And to put a point on that, I watched like one of the first episodes in the first season, I can't remember which episode it was, of Friends, and they even made an anti gay joke. Oh yeah. Right? Where it was like, um but it was subtle. Yeah, yeah. I just noticed it this is the first time and I've watched yeah. the episodes a few times <laughs> through the years. But I just noticed it because it was like, oh, well, don't let your limp go too rip. Don't let your wrist go too limp. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? And it just hit me, and I was like, oh, yeah, you little fuckers. But right. that's how subtle it was when we were growing up. Totally. Right? In the 90s, it was like, you could be, but don't talk about it. And if you talk about it, like, you better talk about it in a way that doesn't make straight people upset. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is still kind of prevalent in terms of upsetting straight people. Right. Yeah. They they really have gotten used to straight only spaces. First, I think for a certain age and up. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think for a certain age and down, mm-hmm. they're used to being around a diverse group of people. Yep. Colors, yeah. sizes, yep. shapes. Like I don't even see the body shaming that you like Oh, I'm so glad you, you know, hear that. Man. I, I listen to my daughter when she talks about going to school and stuff and like mm-hmm. she doesn't hear you know, people making fun of other kids because they're overweight mm. or they're too tall or they, mm-hmm. well, I remember that all the way through high school. Oh yeah. Like yeah. grade one to high school. Yeah. You wore glasses in kindergarten. We made fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> You're overweight in high school. You, we made fun of you. Like, mm-hmm. or junior high or whatever. Yeah. Like or every you were year just, I got made fun of. <laughs> yeah. You didn't fit in perfect yeah. and you were made. And so she doesn't have that. And it's really mm-hmm. almost weird for me. I'm well, like, it is weird when we're talking to her too. Yeah. Cause there's like an absence of like trauma there. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Of course, I'm sure yeah. you do too. Oh, totally. But yeah. it's fucking weird. It right? is. And then when I yeah. tell her what we used to make fun of people for, like yeah. wearing glasses, she's mm-hmm. like, but why? But why? Yeah. Like that doesn't even doesn't, make sense. Yeah. Cause or, all glasses do is make you see yeah, better. So why I, would you make fun of them? I was telling her cause she's really tall. I was telling her, well, this girl and when I was in junior mm-hmm. high, I was really tall too. Everybody made fun of her. Mm-hmm. She was only outcasted. Yeah. And she's like, why? Yeah. Like, she's tall. Like, yeah. She because we were dumb. That. We were dumb <laughs> as said. Like, dog doo-doo, man. <laughs> we just went for the lowest hanging fruit we could find. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Because we were dumb. We weren't We're, intelligent in our bullying. We weren't sophisticated <laughs> no. like you kids are now, man. Because, And I, I know that has a lot to do with access to information. Yeah. 
the access to information that your daughter has versus what you and I have oh, at her God, age, yeah. dude, right? it's miles apart, man. Totally. We wouldn't even have known what we don't know back then. Yeah. Because there was nothing to look at and say, we don't know that. Well, <laughs> and you had, you know, three news agencies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was all you got. Yeah. And so anything you learned about the world was from three points of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And from TV shows. Exactly. And yeah. from what was on the air. And or if you were, if you were into books. Yeah, you for were sure. reading books, for sure. But I, I was the kind of teenager that wasn't into books. And Well, but even now, like, okay, you want to learn about something. Oh, uh, what's this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Google it. Oh, YouTube, okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, but before, like, okay, well, if you wanted to know, like, when were the pyramids built? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well, you got to go to the library. You got to go check out a book or two. Mm-hmm. You got to come home. You got to... F- Flip yeah. through hundreds of pages, like actually learn shit. Yeah, like <laughs> great. I wish people would still do that, but the truth is, is like now it's just easier because you can just go, bloop, bloop. okay, I'm educated. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? right. And well, uh, and I think that's part of the trouble because people do that today and yeah. they go, oop, I'm educated. Well, and then you they realize, wait a minute, maybe not. Maybe not. You, you know more, you can't jump from zero to expert. That's right. <laughs> You just simply have more information. That's right. Yeah. Don't necessarily know how to process it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that's awesome it that is, they're yeah. able to like see through so much of those things that hindered us growing up. Yeah. Because like seriously, if I if you weren't interested in the math or sciences, like people didn't talk about it. Yeah. At all. No. To you, right? Like, because if it wasn't of interest, why would they talk to you about it? Yeah. And you couldn't go anywhere but to ask teachers. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And, and, of course, when you're an asshole, like I kind of was, teachers didn't really want to help you, you know? Well, and I think back then, like, I think a lot of teachers just kind of, oh, you're one of those kids. All right. Yeah, maybe you should stick to history. Because yeah. right? I know I had teachers that outright yeah. told kids, you act up in this class, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, mm. right from day one. They just, you. Yeah. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. That's the best way to approach this situation, eh? Yeah. Like, good old corporal punishment. Yeah. And it, and it was like, but, and it was the singling out. Yeah. The, you know, like, just, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't get that now. No. Nope. So, at I, least I, she isn't anyway. I'm glad she's not. Yeah. I mean, the school previous to this was terrible, yeah. but even there, there was lots of, in the mm-hmm. students, there was lots of good things. Yeah. It was mainly, again, the teachers and the yeah. adults. And so I, I really, again, if, you just, if we just get out of the way mm-hmm. and let things happen yeah, and just accept it, you know? But Yeah, man, even though we don't like all of it. No, right? we don't. And that's okay. And that's life. I mean, we don't fucking have to. No. Yeah. The fact that people think they should like everything is, yeah. is, is like puzzling to me. Yeah. yeah. It's like none of this has anything to do with me. Why would I automatically like it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like people's art or whatever yeah. it might be. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't have to. I just, yeah. we, we don't have to. There's enough art. There's enough yeah. things. Like, you know, we have choice. And I know for lots of people, they probably think, maybe older people think there's just too much choice. Yeah. And it's, but how could there be too much choice? Exactly, right? Like, it's like, you mean we should have fewer choices and treatment options because you just don't feel comfortable with more options? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> What's bad about better, more options? Yeah, like, is it because you're so hell-bent and stuck on your own idea of what the solution is? Yeah. You can't just get out of the way and let other people have their solutions because they're all necessary. Right? Well, and times change. Society changes. Mm-hmm. Attitudes change. You know, 
20 years from now, addiction and recovery might be a very different ballgame mm -hmm. because maybe we've progressed where we understand it better mm -hmm. as a more global society mm -hmm. rather than just individually. That's right. So you got to change with the times. Mm -hmm. Like abstinence might have worked in the 1950s for, every, for as many people as that were thinking, hey, maybe I should stop doing this. Mm -hmm. But now there's so many people that want to stop and there's so many different mm -hmm. cultural things and just situational things between even from city to city mm -hmm. it's a different culture yeah so those things all have to be there as mm -hmm. options yeah. and yeah like what's the bad thing about more options yeah i don't get it like, if nobody's using that option well mm -hmm. okay but then you don't have to pay for it mm -hmm. like it well and here's the thing if there's an option out there somebody will fit into it. somebody will use yeah. it. yeah somebody can fit into it and use it make and make it useful for them Cause it, you know? yeah, cause if it, I mean, if it can help like one person, it's worth doing. Well, that's a people perspective right exactly. there, right? Yeah. The, the government perspective is it needs to help more than one person or else it's not good enough. Exactly. <laughs> needs to help everyone yeah. and solve the problem yeah. of addiction in the next uh, 12 months. Which is, I just think it's not, it's not even fair. It puts these, no. it puts the directors of agencies in a terrible position where they can't really tell the truth. Like, well, if you really want to stop addiction, then you're going to have to stop childhood trauma. You're going to have to stop sex trafficking. You're going to have to stop all this hate. You're like, <laughs> yeah, man. You're going to have to stop poverty. We have, have to, to address stop. these things, man. Yeah, like because it's complex. <clears throat> so I'm all for saying we just need to end addiction. Yep. But we can't start with well, we're just going to get rid of all the alcohol and drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, we need to start with housing mm -hmm. and. We have Social so many commitments. things we could build up in the meantime, right? <laughs> that would yeah. help people go, I don't yeah. I don't need this now. And I can deal with this. Have you this. heard anything about Vancouver? Anything coming out of there about their... Because they're on that three-year pilot right now for... Um, decriminalized? Yeah, decriminalization. I, that's all I've heard and okay. that they did it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really Maybe excited. it hasn't been long enough for them to have yeah, any results Yeah, I think it's yet, only but... been a month or two, but oh, I, okay. I'm very excited to see how that goes. I'd be interested to see their, their quarterly yeah. results, right? Like... Or quarterly, um, I guess, analysis would be. Yeah. Because results would be too soon um, to really see any of that. I think if, I think, again, if you start treating people, mm -hmm. um, I, I honestly don't expect them to see anything but good results within a year. Yeah. If they start you turning know? the profits from their, from the drug sales, from the clean drug sales, if they start turn the government turns that into support for the addict, well, then you'll yeah. start to see more and more of what happened in Portugal, I think. Yeah. And, of course, we'll start seeing places like Alpha House start heading up these housing places or the DI. Totally. Which has an extensive experience, like doing, or Renfrew, which has extensive yeah. experience with medical detox, etc. There's just like, all kinds of... We, we're so close to being there. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. we really, Sheldon Schumer had that safe consumption mm -hmm. site. We can easily decriminalize, go mm -hmm. back to, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. well, I guess they still do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can expand that, yeah. you know. I think a lot of the opposition to that, too, from other, org like, government agencies, we'll say, is uh, I, it affects a lot of budgets. Oh, yeah. And I think if you no longer have to fight a war on drugs, mm -hmm. well, then why do you need tanks? Yeah. And well, no-knock raids and, yeah. you know. thing is, you don't. You don't. Because you're not fighting that war anymore. Because the war is over. Yeah. We lost. So now you can focus on community policing. Exactly. And maybe getting out there and 
and spreading the goodness mm-hmm. that could be done. Do some compassionate care yeah. as opposed to a war. And honestly, uh, what a what a great thing for our police to not have to deal with. Right? Oh, you have a crack rock in your yeah. pocket. Great. Now I've got to bust this 17-year-old kid who now I could spiral them down a path that mm-hmm. they might not have been on. I think if the public knew you how know? much time went into a drug possession charge, laying a yeah. drug possession charge, I think they would be much more inclined to go decriminalization. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean you're decriminalizing crime. You're just simply decriminalizing these chemicals that cannot be controlled. Well, and what a great thing to be we able to... We lost the war. Yeah, like, have if, if police are interacting with these people, what a great thing to have them go, hey, why don't we, instead of taking you for a ride to jail, mm-hmm. why don't we take you to the Sheldon Schumer? Mm-hmm. Rather than you using that street shit. And I know 100% of you know? the police that I know would be happy to take them somewhere that would help them yeah. versus just throwing them in the tank. Exactly. Right? Because nobody really thinks that's a good idea anymore. Well, and you're, you're there. What I, I really truly believe that most police officers get into it to help people. I think so. And I think there you are. You've actually helped people. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if you could give them more of that to do in a day, mm-hmm. oh, I think you would change a lot of perspectives. Oh, and a lot of outcomes. We'd be building on what we were talking about, the foundation of what needs to happen, right? Yeah. Like before maybe even decriminalization on totally. a massive scale. Just getting these things in order yep. so that we can then move forward with that into a, more of yep. a having a compassionate, rehabilitative approach versus punitive yeah. about everything, right? Like yeah. everything to do with drugs is punitive. And totally. I mean, the drug court is great, but it's yeah. small. So mm-hmm. we need more of a drug court, right? Like we... We would be we would benefit from having a small uh, percentage of all federal too, yeah. Like a federal drug court, so that across the country, absolutely. Right? So that we have not only the the infrastructure to keep drug court going in each province, but to also utilize it in connection or conjunction with um, decriminalization. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And again, that's we just said a bunch of fancy words and stuff like that, but there is a way. There is. There are ways, I imagine. And Countries have done it. Yeah. Place, cities have done it. Now BC's doing it. Yeah. What I think was funny is a couple of weeks before they announced that they are, you know, this is happening, mm. they uh, there was like a judge who, like, uh, rejected the appeal um, mm. and gave the government of BC the right to go and seize the three main Hell's Angels mm. clubhouses in BC, the Kelowna. Well, they just did that? Yeah, Kelowna and two, like the Vancouver and one other one. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one. But there was basically the three biggest ones in that s- kind of lower, mid to lower mainland. Yeah. And uh, and then like two weeks later, they're decriminalizing. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that was staged. Like, Well, how uh, are they going to get their clean drugs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they have to raid the, <laughs> the drug houses to we get better start cocaine. stocking up. We got to start stocking up, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe they're going to fund the program that way. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't... See, that wouldn't bug me at all. If the HA turned their turned their flag into a helping flag, of yeah. being like, of utilizing, like, of getting involved in decriminalization and doing those things, totally. but they won't. No. They won't because they want the profits from exactly. being criminalized. Exactly, they make millions. Which, but if you... If you just simply switch a little bit of the mentality around. Totally. You don't have to abandon your profit, like, your profit um, structure. But you can just turn a little bit around in your thinking 
and just allow for a little compassion to seep in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't know, man. Well, we've talked about a lot. We have. Yeah. We've solved nothing, and that's yep. good. That's the way I like it. Well, but if the world listened to us. Yeah. <laughs> right? If only the world listened to it. According to Darcy and Dave. That's right. <laughs> Actually, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> we're just throwing out ideas anyway. We're not, we're not yeah. wanting you to believe in nothing. So, um, well, maybe. I guess we are kind of trying to get you to believe in compassion. Yes. <laughs> for your fellows. Absolutely. And that's about it. How yeah. you do that is up to you. Um, I do want to take, speaking of that, I want to just make a shout out to Sarah Chason and the Well Clinic in Cochrane. Um, if you're in that area or you're, you live in Calgary and you need to get, you have mobility issues, physical mobility issues, I recommend you go see Sarah. Uh, and that's the Well Clinic in Cochrane. Um, she has been extraordinary for helping one of our clients. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, I am absolutely seeing this client's like perspective change. Wow. Uh, and, and it's pretty, pretty amazing, you know? Yep. So thank you, Sarah. Thanks for doing that, Darcy. Thanks, thanks. for coming by, man. So right we can on, man. Yeah, have ourselves you. a little chat. Is there anything else you want to talk about, man? No, I'm good, man. You solve sure? the problems. Yeah, okay. You feel like we solved something? I feel, I feel good. Right on. <laughs> I feel like we solved something, too. That's I right. I don't know what it was, but we solved something. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks for listening. 